Okay, hello, can you hear me? Yes? Yes, perfect. Very good morning, guys. I have the privilege this morning to share with you the Word of God. I want to invite you to go to Revelation chapter 3 with me. Uh, we are in this series on the book of Revelation, and we are in the fifth church today. The seventh church, we are in the fifth today, Sardis. Before we go into the text, I want to just uh, give you a quick update about what's happening. If you are watching the news, uh, the news are, they are always broadcasting the situation in Brazil, uh, COVID-19. And this last week, I had many meetings with different church leaders in different parts of Brazil as the country is so big. We used to say that there is many Brazils in Brazil. So different situations in different states. And as you know, we have church there who are part of our family of church, New Ground in Brazil. And almost daily, I keep talking with them about situation. And it's really tough situation. Only if I'm not wrong, in the last 24 hours, we've got 3,650 people who lost their lives. But every moment, these numbers are different. And almost 300,000 people, more than this, uh, lost their lives in this COVID situation. So in different geographies, we have different problems. Some places, they have no wood to make coffins. Co coffins the name? Yeah, thank you. Anna is here to help me. And some doctors, nurses, they are giving up on their careers because they are working too much. A pastor, a friend of mine, I uh, had a meeting with him and, and Jim and New Ground team as well. His wife worked at the hospital and another day she was in tears because it was the first moment in Sao Paulo where I came from where some doctors had to choose who you go to ventilators or not. And this situation is a nightmare. We have some good news as well, and it is a long story. We have no time for this now, but many mistakes and the politicians and all of this. Some good news is uh, there is now a Brazilian vaccine approved to help the AstraZeneca and all the other vaccine, uh, vaccines who is getting there. The problem is the speed of the vaccinations because uh, Brazilian system, health system, they have staff, they have team, they are able to give more than 8 million of vaccinations per day, which is amazing, it's like a Ferrari, but there is no vaccines enough. And then our guys there, this new ground church there, they're doing an amazing job helping families, going to the hospitals with all the safe distancing and all of this, but praying and helping families and some doctors some nurses the staff from the, the cleaning kitchen all of them at the different hospitals are they're coming to to jesus they are listening the gospel uh there is something happening in the midst uh, of all this nightmare in brazil i know it's sad news um almost daily i receive news from our guys there and yesterday i received a video from bureau that i'm editing and add subtitles this week i'll put available to all of you to watch what the church what they're doing there now let's pray let's pray for this situation let's pray together just a few minutes lord jesus as our church we are here in the same body in the same body of body of christ uh, on this earth and we pray for Brazil this moment we pray for this such 
difficult moment and this season that country nothing can stop you to to do the impossible you can do the impossible and we pray for families we pray for not only for church but for for families in that country we pray for a supernatural work of your holy spirit we pray for mercy and salvation that nation as our church in jesus name we pray amen amen just a quick update because every day in the news you will see something uh, about brazil and if you have any questions later on just text me i'll be more than happy to share with you guys okay so today revelation chapter 3 i've got my bible open here i want to share with you and few minutes about what God, what Jesus is saying to that church and for me and you this morning. Revelation chapter 3, verse 1, to the angel of the church and Sardis write, These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. Wake up, strengthen what remains and it's about to die. For I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know what time I will come to you. Yet you have few people in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white, for they are worthy. The one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but we will acknowledge that name before my Father and his angels. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Whew. Amen. Wow. <laughs> wow. Now, I don't know if you like sports or golf, but Payne Stewart was a very, very famous golf champion in U.S., so in 1999, this guy with plus five friends, they took a flight. This small aircraft, uh, jet is the name, right? Thank you, Anna. <laughs> when I look, it's because Anna's helped me. And from Orlando, and after a few moments flying, I don't know how long, the aircraft starts to take the wrong direction. And all those guys who works controlling the flights and the towers on the ground, the controllers, they saw this. And they were trying to contact the, the, the plane, the jet, calling on the radio all the time, calling with no answer, no answer. And the flight keep, was uh, flying the wrong direction. After half an hour, they said, we need to do something because they were worried about terrorism or kidnap or something. And then they uh, dispatched these Air Force jets, F-16, to chase down that plane. When the pilot got close to the aircraft, 
he saw something scary. And he said on the radio, the front cockpit where the pilot stays is, um, is frozen up, is um, condensed. In other words, the pressurization system had failed. That means the people on board of that flight, they were likely dead or sleeping with no oxygen. Was kind of ghost flight going to somewhere and they were or dead or sleeping with no answer and no way to wake them up before the fatal crash, which it happened. Um, so that flight was an autopilot going to their own destruction as they were sleeping or dead. It's a very similar the situation with this church of Sardis, because we are in the fifth church, and this church of Sardis is different than the other ones. Because the other ones who have all these threats and dangers and enemies coming from outside to, to the church. False teachings, uh, persecution, and, and if you are with us in this book of Revelation, you have all that different names like Nicolaitans and all that false teachings and idolatry around. And also in Sardis, we are in the Greek Roman culture was full of idols and temples. It's the same, but the problem here is another one. The first problem that I see in this church is this disconnection between uh, what they are and what, how they look like to the others. Because for outsiders, anyone who looks from the outside, they think, oh, this is a great church because this, they have this name, this brand, they are alive, but from inside. Jesus is saying, I know your deeds. I know inside you are dead. From outside, okay. That aircraft, no damage outside, but they were flying with dead people inside. It's the same situation as this church. In other words, Jesus is saying, what you appear to be and what you really are is different. So you are a church and everybody says, oh, it's a great church, a bold church, a relevant church, a good, good group of people. Yes, they are a good family. He's a good Christian. She is a great woman of God. You know the vocabulary, you know the choreography, you know the songs, you know the Bible. But from inside, I remember a time in my life where I felt myself praying without passion. Almost, I almost could hear Jesus saying, hey, Danny, I receive your words, but where's your heart here? I'm not seeing. Hey, Danny, you know how to behave in this church lifestyle. Uh, you know how to behave and you have all this background and this pedigree and this name as a Christian, but where's the passion? Where's the flame? Where's the thirsty? 
Where is it? It's empty. The other singular problem of this Sardis church is this church doesn't need the devil. You don't see here. The enemy of this church is Jesus. Because he's saying, I will come against you like a thief. It's not this kind of coming that will have this expectation. I will come. So it's so serious to have this kind of performatic Christian life. But inside of my home, in, in my workplace, in my university, in my school, in my everyday life. When I am by myself, alone, the kind of websites that I'm looking at. The kind of lifestyle when nobody's watching me. The kind of desires of my soul. The thoughts in my mind. The things that I keep feeding my soul with. They don't come from Jesus. And Jesus knows from inside. And this is dangerous. This is the main dangers in Sardis. Outside, inside. This is the main dangers for every person. If you are watching this, if you are watching this, Jesus is calling you today for a, a different conversation. Jesus is calling you, hey, I know everything about you. Everything. They don't know. Your spouse? No. But I know. Nobody's ha nobody has to know, but I know. Everything about you. But there is something here. Even on this situation, Jesus called them, you are dead. If someone dies at the hospital, the doctor just stopped to look after that person. There, there's no sense, but not Jesus. Jesus is still with some relationship with this church. That's why we are here in 2021 reading this letter about this church and this season and this situation. Jesus, don't give up on them. Jesus had some kind of message to them. There is an invitation here in Revelation chapter 3. So the first problem, this disconnection, this church without personality, this church who doesn't need the devil, this church where Jesus knows them by inside. But then, Jesus gave us in the verse 3, two powerful words. It's a beautiful invitation for those who feel like this, who those who are living this kind of life. The first word in verse 3, I love this word, is remember. Remember. And remember is not an exercise about my brain or my mind only. It's about, it's about the memories of my heart. It's the memories of my emotions. For example, when you are with your family or with your spouse, I don't know, and you start to talk about something and suddenly you remember that trip in holidays. And you start to talk Change everything, your energy, your tone, uh, tone of voice, and the speed you're, you're talking about. Suddenly some passion came, and then you start, oh, you remember that trip? 
and you're talking about that trip and how was their holidays and the weather and you almost can feel the sand of that beach under your feet and the sound of the waves and the drinks and that food is emotional is is to remember something and then you are you talking about some song or some music. I oh, remember that song when you fell in love for the first time. What's so nice? Come on, this is cool. Or are your friends from school or university? Or even simple things when you have that uh, games with your kids at home or some nice film or a nice dinner, some good experience of your past. You know that dinner with your relatives in your grandma's house, everybody around, or Christmas, and, and as, as a long time I don't see my cousin and, or my niece, and then all that memories, Jesus is saying, hey, remember, if you are feeling lukewarm, if you are feeling far from God, if you are feeling heavy, having a a boring Christian life, remember, Christian life, remember, remember your beginning, remember when your prayers are full of passion, remember when your faith was pure and innocent, remember when you were, you were less complex, you were so simple in your faith. Remember who told you about Jesus by the first time, remember where God brought you uh, uh, from remember the first contact with Jesus and that prayer that you were alone when you have dreams about Jesus when you had plans remember how was your first call when you felt the Holy Spirit embracing you when you felt loved remember those things remember old songs Remember things that can keep the flame alive in you. This is the invite of Jesus for those who are sleeping, for those who are dead, for those who are just having a boring Christian life with no excitement anymore, with no hope anymore. Remember when you had hope. Remember when you had some joy. Remember how it was to walk with God at the beginning of these things. Remember, I love this word. And the second word in verse 3 is repentance. You see, it's always the same prescription. It's always the same medicine. Repentance. Repentance. You know, we are all, all of us, we are building our own story. And now you reach it 60 years old. 25 years old, 45 years old, I don't know. But you keep walking, and, and behind you, there's a, your story. And maybe behind you, there's people that you need some kind of reconciliation with them. You need to ask for forgiveness, or you need to forgive those who hurt, hurted you. Maybe there's sins in your past. And sins that are being forgiven are sins that I have repentance of. We cannot keep flying in the wrong direction, sleeping. Jesus is calling you and me, hey, remember, repentance. Call today for that person, send that email, pray today, fix the things. 
But there's another thing in this text that I love it. Strengthen what remains. <laughs> in other words, Jesus is saying, hey, there is still something good. Okay, there is still hope. We have no control about many things in our lives. We have no control about the weather, the economy, the traffic. You cannot control those that you love or that rea their reaction to you, their answers. You have no control of those things. But you can, you can control some stuff. And the main one is your decisions. It's, it's, it's in your control. Even the simple ones, you decide what you're going to eat this evening. But it's your decisions. You can decide today to love more to be example to your kids, to pray, to study scriptures, to have a different life with God, to go, go back to your room and pray again and to take this journey again and say, Jesus, I want to walk in this journey again to be close to you. <coughs> it's your decision to give up on, on your phone who is stealing your joy, your time, just feeding your anxiety and go to pray and have a different life with God. It's your decision to be an example, to stop to shout, to scream in your house. It's your decision to bring your kids from their room. Hey, stop with internet and phones. Let's have a dinner together with no phones around this table. Let's pray before the food. Simple. It's your decision. It's your decision to have a different life with God this morning. To come to Jesus and say, I want to remember. I want to repent. Holy Spirit, help me with this. It's in your hands. It's, it's our hands. And there is a beautiful promise at the end of the verses. The name in the book of life. Now, I want to pray with you. And I want to finish this moment. But I want to invite you. After this service, to have a checklist of your life, to think, God, please show me what kind of things I need to repent. How can I change my practical life from today? From today. And also, if you remain in this main Zoom call, we are having a conversation about this text a few minutes after the wave moment to talk more about the historic context and all of this about this church, you are more than welcome to be part of. Lord Jesus, I pray for every person who is watching this video now, every family. I pray because our Holy Spirit can touch their minds, hearts, and stories, and, and families. I pray because you call us to remember, to repentance, to bring us back to your presence, Lord Jesus. If there is someone here feeling far from God, feeling cold and dry, feeling that has not been uh, with desire of prayer. I want to pray in this moment, Holy Spirit, to touch their lives, to touch their hearts, and to bring them close to Jesus. I praise your name, Lord, and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's sing some worship songs.